Shooker Wright, host of the Shooker Wright Show at 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford Touch Reform Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. We're going to get this program started in about 90 seconds. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford. This is Christian and Ryan from Group Love, and you're listening to 91.5 FM. WMFO, Medford. Tufts Freeform Radio. Pleasant good afternoon to you wherever you may be, however you may be listening. This is indeed the Sugar Ride Show at 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Dust Reform Radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you for making this program part of your Wednesday afternoon. I was out on Monday and I'm here today. Subbing in for Voice Mobile, who is out this week again. I'll be here with you until 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, live with you on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch Free Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app. 
Glad you're able to join the program this afternoon. I'll be taking your phone calls. As always, you can call in at 855-915-9636. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to get a hold of me. As we're going to start the program talking about baseball. Because the last time that I was here, baseball had basically self-destructed into delaying the start of the regular season. I mean, here we are today on March 9th at 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time. The last time I checked for any sort of update, which was maybe about 20-plus minutes ago, Major League Baseball had submitted a new proposal, and they are waiting to see if it will be approved or denied. That's just kind of like where we are right now. So, this lockout has now extended into 97th day. And like the many other millions of baseball fans that are out there, I'm horny for baseball. Point blank. I am horny for baseball. I want baseball back. Enough is enough with the shenanigans already. Get a deal done today. Like, seriously. That's like where I'm at right now. So, I'm about to pull up on Twitter to see if there's any new updates and so forth. And wait a minute. So this is eight minutes ago. International draft non-starter for Latin players and might not be acceptable to you even with major MLB gift. So I tell the athletic union and latest proposal still once qualifier awful eliminated as well as higher CBT thresholds and pre-arbitration pool than MLB has offered, unquote. So as of right now, they still don't have a new deal done. But I am amazed. (laughs) I am amazed that baseball is still literally bickering and fighting over the Major League Baseball uh, International Draft. That seems to be the big sticking point And another tweet that I'm seeing now from John Heyman, which was tweeted out four minutes ago, he tweeted, hearing big caps still exist following the union counteroffer. Discouraging news for those hoping for deal today. Resistance is strong to international draft. Ken Rosenthal mentioned multiple other differences as well. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So at this current rate, Why the effing hell do you continue to get the hopes ups of baseball fans everywhere? Hoping for a new deal today. Woo! Yeah. Great. But you're still fighting over the Major Baseball International Draft and as well as the CBT uh, pool and so forth. But in reality, were you ever truly as close to a deal as many people try to build it up to make it seem as? No. And, man, I'm telling you, it's frustrating as hell because here we are. We're thinking that they're making progress. You know, they're getting closer to a deal and so forth. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it right now. By the end of the week, will it happen? I don't know. That is that is a guess that's between the players and the owners at this point. Who knows? But... I'm at a point now where I'm literally about to say, screw this. I'm just throw my hands up in the air and say, you know what? When you actually have a deal done, let me know. 
And maybe, just maybe, I might just actually care then. But right now, this whole, well, we hope for a new deal today and we have made a lot of progress. Stop with the freaking teasing, please. Stop. This whole teasing of getting hopes up and so forth, it's like, really? You are like a bad tease to an Abraham Lincoln play that he went to go see. This is exactly what this is. It's basically like, hey, President Lincoln, great, great news. I know of a fantastic play tonight at the Fourth Theater. You should check it out. Oh, yeah. Man, it's got to be it's got to be damn good, yo. Dead ass. But it's, that's exactly what this is right now. This is just getting to a point where where baseball just seems like it can't get out of its own way. And the last two tweets I just read to you from both John Heyman and Ken Rosenthal um, separately proves exactly my point. They're still far apart on the major issues. They still can't seem to figure it out. With all of the progress and all of the the hopes and so forth of baseball still trying to play a 162-game season. Who knows at this point? Who the hell knows? It's now March 9th. And St. Patty's Day weekend is rapidly approaching. And that's an important benchmark because you still need to have a spring training. You still need to give the players more time to get themselves into, into game playing shape for the 162-game grind if, in fact, they are going to have an 162-game regular season. So time is of the essence. And my point is, is that if they really give a damn, and if they really give a rat's ass, here's what they need to do. Figure it out today. Enough is enough. Yes, I'm speaking as a fan, and I'm speaking as someone who absolutely cares about the situation in which that you had X amount of time. And I said this last week. I said this last week on the Shukri Wright Show when I filled in last Wednesday. That you had ample amount of time to figure this out. Why is it on March 9th when the NFL is dominating the sports headlines right now, more of them later on in the show? Why is it that when the NBA right now is on a nightly basis stealing the attention of all sports fans across the country? The NHL doing the same. Why is it that when other sports leagues are thriving and flourishing in season or not in season, baseball can't get out of its own damn way. Every single day, well, the the players and the, and, the, and the owners met for an hour, an hour, 20 minutes. Like, stop. Stop telling me about how long they met. Did they get a deal done or not? Like, none of that freaking matters. I don't give a damn if they met for three hours. Oh, they went for three hours today. Great. Did I get a deal done? Oh, no, not really. Exactly. Stop wasting my damn time. Like, go ahead and tell someone who could care less. Well, I went to go see this movie today for two hours. Oh, what movie did you go see? Uh, 
Well, it was it was it was this comedy movie like right, right, right. Cool. I don't care. What did you go see? What did you, what did you get done? Nothing. Right. Stop wasting my time. Like I'm sick of going. I'm sick of going on Twitter, and looking up and down my timeline. Well, perhaps. They met for two hours a day, but there's still no deal done, but they're getting closer. Stop it. Stop it, John Heyman. Stop it. Man, these baseball insiders are starting to piss me off. If baseball is going to agree to a new CBA deal, let Bob Nightingale be the guy to do it, to break the news, please. Thank you very much. Let Bob Nightingale be the guy who breaks the news to the baseball world. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We got it. Like, the same way that those military officials announced Saddam Hussein's capture during the Iraqi war? Yeah, that type of way. Because this, this is frustrating as hell. Like, who has time to, to, to sit here and tweet, well, they met for 45 minutes today, still far apart? Like, stop teasing people. You are like giving a hungry lion raw steak. And at some point, that line is going to tear either the stake and or you apart. You can only tease but so much. I'm at that point now where I'm just like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, gosh. I'm sitting here. I'm just like, listen, I'm hoping that they do not turn around and screw this up because... At this point in time, get it done. Just get it done. I'm going through the timeline right now. This is from seven minutes ago from Annie Martino of SNY. Covers the Yankees and the Mets. Still awaiting numbers and other details of the Players Association offer so we can judge for ourselves. But the initial reaction from two people on the ownership side has turned very pessimistic. Good grief. One expresses doubt that a call with the owners will even be necessary. Stay tuned. My point exactly. The deal's not getting done today, ladies and gentlemen. Put it in writing. Get it. Just put it out there. Deal is not getting done today. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but the trend that we've seen over the last few weeks, all of the little things that we have become so accustomed to now, and in my case, I've become so numb to now. It's like, you and I know well at this point, they're not getting a deal done today. Will they even get a deal done this week? <laughs> I don't know. But I will, I will go on the edge right now and say they're not getting a done deal this week. So be prepared for another week of games to be shaved off. That's where we are now, right? Right. Prepare for the worst, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to the baseball season. This is absurd. I'm going to attempt to try to remain positive through the show, but what can I do? What can I do? Coming up next, massive, massive, massive news out of the NFL. Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. And how does this impact the New England Patriots? I'm going to tell you exactly how in a major way. Coming up next, 
right here on the Shoopy Right Show, 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touch Reform Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Lester Grinspoon, Associate Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School. Back in 1966, concerned that so many young people were harming themselves through the use of marijuana, I began to review the medical and scientific literature to help clarify the nature of this harmfulness. Much to my surprise, I discovered that it was a substance remarkably free of toxicity. In fact, it is far safer than any pharmaceutical or recreational drug. There is no record of a single overdose death from its recreational or medicinal use. Marijuana is one of the most studied substances. I believe that it is high time that this country reconsider its stance on cannabis. Them legalize marijuana. Got everything, I got everything. I cannot complain, I cannot. I don't even know how much I really made. I forgot, it's a lot. Ne- never mind what I got. Don't watch that, cause I came up, that's all me. Stay true, that's all me. No help, that's all me. All me for real. Came up, that's all me. Stay true, that's all me. No help, that's all me. All me for real. Money on my mind, you should think the same. Jay's on, pink and ring. Dog needs hope, I need quarantine in the same league, but we don't bow the same. Oh, she want all the fame. I hit it all, all the time. Since you love me, I said, baby girl, fall in line. Okay, made a million off a dinner fork. Watch me switch it up. Walk in, eel, alert, eel, eel, alert. You need that work, I got that work. Got in my condo. Just bought a shirt that cost a Mercedes Benz car. No, from the A to Toronto, we let them go off. And my d- so hard and make the metal detector go off. This that sauce, this that dressing. Chief on cheek. God bless you. If having a bad bear was a crime, I'd be arrested. Got everything, I got everything. I cannot complain, I cannot. I don't even know how much I really made. I forgot, it's a lot. Ne- never mind what I got. Don't watch that, cause I came up, that's all me. Stay true, that's all me. No help, that's all me. All me for real. Came up, that's all me. Stay true, that's all me. No help, that's all me. All me for I real. I touched down in 86. Knew I was a man by the age of six. I even girl that used to babysit, but that was years later on some crazy. I heard you new, new, hated it. Damon Wayans told me don't play that, play that. Get paid a lot, you get paid a bit. And my late, late is like a greatest hits. Got that. 
Ain't no wishing over on this side. Y'all with us, then we don't with y'all. It's no different over on this side. God dang. Should I listen to everybody or myself? Cause myself just told myself you the man, you don't need no help. Cash and checks, and I'm bigging up my chest. Y'all keep talking about who next, but I'm about as big as it gets. I swear y'all just wasting y'all breath. I'm the light skin, keep swearing. I'ma make it last forever. It's not your time, cause I ain't done yet. Look, just understand that I'm on a roll like Cotton L. I was made for all of this shit. And I'm on a roll, box office sales, I'm getting paid for all of this shit. Ask you to please excuse my table manners. I was making room for the table dancers. Cause if we judging off your advance, and I just got paid like eight advances. God dang. Got everything, I got everything. I cannot complain, I cannot I don't even know how much I really made I forgot, it's a lot ne Never mind what I got Don't watch that cause I Came up, that's all me Stay true, that's all me No help, that's all me All me for real Came up, that's all me Stay true, that's all me Shut the, shut the up i got way too much on my mental i learned from what i've been through i'm finna do what i didn't do and still waking up like the rents do not complicated it's simple i got sexy ladies a whole bins full and to them hoes i'm everything everything but gentle but i still take my time man i guess i'm just old-fashioned wearing retro that's old-fashioned see when i'm saying no closed caption i paint pics see the Good, good, need to hit, keep a bra on the flow. Year round like season ticks. I plead the fifth, drink a fifth, load the no, leave split in the half, look a half, need a zip. My new girl is on glee and shoot. Probably making more money than me and shoot. I swear to God, I got 99 problems, but a ain't one. I got 99 problems, getting rich ain't one. Like I got trust issues, I'm sorry for the people I pushed out. I'm the type to have a bulletproof. And still gotta pull out, but that's just me and I ain't perfect I ain't a saint, but I am worth it If it's one thing, I am worth it Still hating, but it ain't working Look. Welcome back to the Shook Right Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Touch Free from radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app Globally on WMFO.org Glad you're able to tune into the program this afternoon. You can call in at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. It's the number to call in to the program. Yesterday was quite a doozy. Like, I mean, in every shape, way, and form, if you're an NFL fan, you are being reminded exactly why the NFL is truly king. Even in the offseason when there's no football games to watch except reruns on NFL Network, NFL is still king. Why is that? That's because even when there are no games to watch, there's always things happening. Case in point, today, the big news, Carson Wentz traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders. I'll never get used to saying the Washington Commanders. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But anyway, Carson Wentz has been traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders. And when the, when the deal first happened, I was just like, wow, okay. So the Colts gave up on Carson Wentz. And it hadn't even been that long. He was an indie. And the Commanders... Given that they needed a quarterback, they went out and traded for Carson Wentz. 
But the sweet irony in this is this, just real quick on the Carson Wentz deal, is that the Philadelphia Eagles will enjoy facing him twice per season as long as he's with the Washington Commanders. After all, they'll get the opportunity to to see him twice a season to be reminded of exactly what they had before things went south in Philadelphia. I mean, either way, the Eagles will be catching passes for Carson Wentz once again. I mean, think about it. Except Carson Wentz will throw the ball to the Eagles, to the visiting team. Carson Wentz will have an amazing day for the other team, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, well, all that being said, <laughs> it's a day of irony for the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles. But back to the big point that I'm making during this segment. You go back to yesterday when the news broke regarding Russell Wilson traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. You can't help but to think to yourself, this is exactly why the NFL is king. Even in the offseason, still dominating headlines in sports. Even in the offseason, big names getting traded to new places, old names in new places. And that is the topic of conversation, and rightfully so. Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos is an immensely huge deal, and I'm going to tell you why. Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos is a big deal because, one, it absolutely impacts the overall picture of the AFC playoffs for the entire conference. Let me tell you how. The Broncos, and I was saying this last year to some folks off the air, among friends, that the Broncos are just a quarterback away. They have all the ingredients. They got the weapons. They got everything that they need. They got the weapons. They got the defense. They got the offensive line. Russell Wilson in Seattle for the last six years played behind a bad offensive line. And where does he go? He goes to a team in which the Broncos, all they needed was a quarterback, and they got themselves a game changer. Yes, I am aware that Russell Wilson, he is now approaching his mid-30s. But in the NFL, as we've learned, that no longer means anything. He's 33 years old. By the time he gets to his 34th birthday, which will be on November 29th of this year, he will still be in his prime with better weapons, better running back. He had to work with a good, solid pro running back since he had Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. And we're talking about prime Marshawn Lynch, not the Marshawn Lynch that fell out of that fell out of wax in 2016, 17, and so forth. But man, here's the thing that I look I look at and I say, this is going to be problematic for the rest of the AFC, especially 
the New England Patriots. If you got thoughts on this, call in 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. Let me also tell you this. And when I was talking about the Broncos being a quarterback away, all they needed was just a guy who was competent. They got a guy who was very likely going to Canton once his his career ends. But look at the weapons that the Broncos have that Russell Wilson is going to be working with. Jerry Judy? Holy smokes. Cortland Sutton? Tim Patrick. K.J. Hamler. New England. If you didn't know about these things before, you're going to learn a a lot about them real quick. Trust me. And oh, not to forget Albert Okwebunam, excuse me, pardon me if I botched up his name, and running back Javante Williams. They got a pretty damn good offense as is. They had a pretty good weapons core, even with a pedestrian quarterback in Drew Locke, who the Broncos trade away back to Seattle in a Russell Wilson deal. It's amazing to think how that one move alone now puts pressure on the New England Patriots. This is exactly how. The Patriots enter the offseason with a nice to-do list. Now, it's early in the offseason. Free agency hasn't even begun yet. They still... Half time, but let's be honest. We all know how the first day of free agency usually works. We saw it last year. Remember the day that they they signed Hunter Henry and John O. Smith? Same exact day? Yeah. Who's to say that the first day of free agency later this month won't be the same or if not even more explosive than it was last year. But the Patriots, they need a number one receiver in the worst way. They do. You can't continue to surround Mac Jones with number two or number three receivers. They need a true number one. Amari Cooper fits that bill. The Patriots need to do something in regards to the linebacking core. That's where a player like Bobby Wagner, who was released yesterday, could potentially come into play. Why does the Russell Wilson trade to the Denver Broncos impact the New England Patriots? The reason is because, as of right now, the Patriots are not among the upper echelon teams in the AFC. They're not. The days of living in the cloud of Tom Brady is done. It has been done. But the point that I'm making specifically is they have to stop operating under the pretenses of, well, we did this with Tom Brady. We can do this with Mac Jones. Here's the reality. If you ask me to name who are among the upper echelon teams in the AFC, just based on quarterbacks alone, I can name you at least at minimum four that are what I had ahead of you right now. Who are they? Kansas City with Mahomes. That's number one. Denver with Russell Wilson. That's number two. 
Cincinnati with, with Joe, um, Joe Burrow. That's number three. Also, Justin Herbert with the Los Angeles Chargers. That's number four. And then, oh, by the way, Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. That's five. That's five. That's all ahead of the New England Patriots. If Bill Belichick still has any sort of juice left as a general manager, he better wake up and wake up real fast because Denver went from being an average team to a Super Bowl contender overnight. Something that the Patriots are not even close to being at this point in time. Does that mean that things can't change in the next two to three weeks? No. But it depends on the moves that Bill Belichick makes, whether if they can become contenders overnight based on what they do in free agency. And don't forget, you still got the NFL draft coming up next month. All of those things matter. And if it didn't matter before, and it matters now. Because Kansas City, Buffalo, now the Denver Broncos, Buffalo in your own division, they're not going anywhere. I said this last season. Buffalo is for real. We used to poke fun at the Buffalo Bills for 20 years. That's done. Those days are over. Josh Allen is the real deal. Stop living in the malaise of we can still continue to handle business the way that we did when Tom Brady was around. That's done. This is a new order of the AFC. Kansas City is better than you. Denver is, in fact, better than you. Buffalo right now is better than you. The New England Patriots got some serious work to do. And Russell Wilson going to the Broncos spells bad news for for the New England Patriots, especially for a team that fell apart in the second half of the 2021 season, losing four of its last five games. And I believe that's something that you really got to think about. And I would implore all NFL fans, but especially Patriot fans, to really think about this fact here. If you had to sit down and think about all of the teams who are ahead of you, as it currently stands, in terms of quarterback, head coach, right now, who would you name? Who would you name? I would even go as far as to say there were at least four or five teams that are ahead of the Patriots right now. This is not a slight towards Mac Jones. This is more of a reality check. The furthermore you look into what do the Patriots currently have on this roster to suggest that they are among the elite teams in the AFC, let alone in the NFL, And also, more importantly, what are the Patriots going to do now? How are they going to address their receiving situation? Offensive line, defensive line, linebacker. But the truth is they need to address the number one receiver situation right now. 
you can't go into the 2022 season with with Jonu Smith as your number one option or Kendrick Byrne being your number one receiver. You're not going to get very far. I hate to break it to you, but that's not going to be good enough. Not with this new look AFC now. Hope all of you are having a great Wednesday afternoon. It looks like the snow has intensified here in the greater Boston area. I'm looking outside the window, and it's like, ooh, now it's really started to snow. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to talk some Bruins and Celtics. I'm going to talk about the Bruins as to where do they go from here. Trade deadline is now 12 days away plus touch up on some Celtics talk and give you some of my thoughts on just how serious the Celtics are now. Call into the program at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. This is Shukri Wright. You are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touchfree from Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Vicky, how you doing? How's the knee? It's coming along, doctor, but still some soreness. Well, let's see. You know, this soon after surgery, some pain is pretty normal. I was hoping to get more painkillers. The first round worked great. We're being very careful with those now. Prescription painkillers are opioids, same as heroin. It's easy to start taking them, not so easy to stop. Last year in America, an average of 40 people died from opioid abuse every day. Long-term addiction has become America's newest health epidemic. So no pills? Vicki, you're doing great. So let's try these anti-inflammatories plus your physical therapy. If the soreness doesn't continue to get better, give me a call. For opioids, the smaller the dose prescribed and taken, the better. Because even a few prescription painkillers can sometimes go a long, wrong way. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Visit orthoinfo.org slash prescription safety. Another one. Another one. Yeah. Another Stay down with my day one, then we in the club screaming, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. DJ Khaled! Still Khaled, here with my day one, Khaled. so you hear me say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. I still ride with my day one, I don't really need no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. I stay down from day one, so I say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. So ill that we had to restart it. 
Ace, tell my second home like I'm James Harden. Money counter go brrr when you selling out the garden. Four car garage, four summon up. Birdman go brrr cause he know that you retarded. On the, on the floor before we make it to the bed. Switch up, really call started from the bottom. Yes, Lord. OVO Sam, and I'm proud of my. Knew that we would make it, never doubt of my. All my love, love me if I had a baby mama, she would probably be richer than a lot of you. Hey, that's luxury, dog. Day one, when you stuck with me, dog. Ever since you two, big, big calling me the leader of the new school. With me, dog, yeah. No new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. Still here with my day one, so you hear me say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. Still ride with my day one, don't really need no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. I stay down from day one, so I say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. Stay down from day one, so I say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. Yo, all in my photographs. Got hate for me. Big homies all certified. Nothing gonna take from it. Follow code, study game, feed fam, fame. All black, my whip foreign. Eat bad hoe, keep tiptoeing. Down in Turks and Caicos. Boy, that's my dress code. All I hug is blood. Gallet, that's my flesh though. All I want is love. Money bring that stress though. Smoke good, I love life. Strip club like every night, every night my same thing. Day one, straight menace. No new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. Still here with my day one, so you hear me say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. Still ride with my day one, don't really need no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. Stay down from day one, so I said, No new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. Stay down from day one, so I said, No new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no no no. Stay down from day one, so I said, I'm here with my I'm too hip to be friendly. They throw dirt on my name. Well, that's why they still dig me, and I'm tired of all this hating. I thank God for my patience. I thank God for my homies. I wish we could trade places. Be good, fellas. Boy, all them with you, with you, they just power bearers. And if we ball catchers, remember, sip slow, live fast. Young money, stay young. I've been cash money since day one. No new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. Still here with my day one, so you hear me say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. Still ride with my day one, don't really need no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, Been cash money since day one. Stay down from day one, so I say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. Stay down from day one, so I say, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. Stay down from day one, so I say.
Welcome back to the Shukri Right Show on 91.5 FM WMFO and Medford Touch Free Farm Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Phone number to call in is 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in, as always. And, I mean, what, a, what an afternoon. Like, I was hoping that, in the very least that we would have a that we would have some sort of a new deal by the end of the day but it looks like that's not going to happen and I'm yeah I'm pretty pissed off I'm pretty disappointed about that I come into the show all fired up and excited hopeful for a new deal but now it's like really really enough is enough with the damn teasing already like I've had enough so I tweeted out a video just moments ago um if you follow me on Twitter you probably will see it if you haven't already. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at Shukri Rights. That's at S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. That's S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. That's the number. That's not the number. That's the Twitter handle to follow me on Twitter as well. You can call into the program at 855-915-WMFO. 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. And we got about 15 minutes left in the program, so we're going to, you know, split it up between Bruins, Celtics, you know, try to, you know, like mix it all in as much as I uh, possibly can over the next several minutes. And I figure because there is 12 days remaining in the – um, like between now and the and the trade deadline in the NHL, which is on March 21st, I figure that now would be a good time to start talking about what the Bruins could possibly be looking to do and what I think they should be looking at in terms of needs for the current roster as it currently stands. Because there's no question in my mind, there are issues with this roster that needs to be addressed. Let me first start off by saying that I wasn't too thrilled with the fact that the Bruins blew another lead with 25.2 seconds left in the third period just two days ago. I wasn't happy about that. I thought it was absolutely putrid. I thought it was absolutely um, a disturbing sign of sorts of another trend that the Bruins need to be alarmed about. And that's blowing these leads late in games like this. It's just inexcusable. That's not to take anything away from the Los Angeles Kings in terms of what they were able to do as a team, but rather acknowledge where the Bruins are going wrong right now. They got the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow night, and that's going to be uh, rather interesting to see how the Bruins can, in fact, bounce back from a crushing loss because they really, in fact, did have the game in the bag, and then they let the cat out the bag. Unfortunately. So now with 12 days remaining, I do wonder, what do the Bruins do? How should Don Sweeney approach this trade deadline? We all remember last year about um, how there was conversation about Taylor Hall. So the Bruins go after Taylor Hall. I was one of those people saying a year ago that they definitely should, in fact, go after Taylor Hall. Like he is 
what the Bruins need in terms of secondary scoring. We got him. He was big for the Bruins down the stretch. And we signed him to that multi-year contract extension last summer, 2021. Now, as this team inches towards the playoffs, and the the playoffs are, let's say, roughly just less than two months away, what is your number one area of concern? Is it it a left-hand shot defenseman? Is it a bottom six forward? Who do you think the Bruins should go and pursue via trade? Call into the program at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. The one thing that I did tweet out earlier today, um, I retweeted, I quote tweeted, whatever the terminology is, I, I mentioned that the Bruins that I, I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of the Bruins pursuing a defenseman like P.K. Subban. And I want to give you my reasons why. Yes, has his game has regressed? Yes. That's going to happen with age. No question. Is he an upgrade over guys like Connor Clifton and as well as Jack Ockhan? Yeah, absolutely. I think he is. But... I do think that if anything else, if Bruin fans are saying that they would rather, they want to see like a left-handed shot defenseman, cool. Why not see if you can kick the cans on Sedano Chara? Why not? In fact, I called in on Monday to the local program, Felger and Mass. And I gave my my take on the Bruins pursuing or at least kicking the tires on Sedano Char and what the asking price would be from the New York Islanders. And I'm going to say exactly what I said in the phone call to Felger. I'm going to say it on the air now. And that is, I actually would like to see this happen. Take out all of the... You know, nostalgic feelings and so forth. I'm taking all of that out right here, right now. From a pure hockey standpoint, do I want to see this happen? Yes. What are my reasons? Number one, presence. You're not asking him to log big minutes. I don't think he's a guy who can log you 17, 18 minutes anymore. Not because he doesn't have the stamina or the condition to do it, because he still does, but he really wears down as the game progresses. And you've seen that um, at times this season, based on the games that I watch um, in terms of the New York Islanders, he's really gotten slower. You put him in key situations, and he's your seventh best defenseman. He's your seventh defenseman at best. And in the NHL playoffs, you need defensemen. Because bodies will start to drop like flies. They will, and they and historically it's happened. Time and time again. And if you're the Bruins, why not add a couple of guys in Chara, P.K. Subban, sure. I've heard a lot today in regards to Middleton from San Jose, which I don't have a problem with whatsoever. I just don't know enough about his game. And I think more than anything else, 
what what intrigues me is if the Bruins are looking to add a little nasty in their game, and that's what it looks like in, in according to articles I was reading um, from, um, from from like guys like like Joe Haggerty and uh, Ty Anderson and so forth. If they're looking to add a little nasty, sure. Why not look at a couple of guys that are known to have a little nasty in their games? Most notably, Chara. You know for a fact if you're the Bruins. His presence alone deters opposing teams from taking runs at your best players. And that's been the case over the last few pure seasons. Fact or not? Fact. So what exactly do you have to lose? And then also, secondary scoring. And the situation with Jake DeBrusque. Why not go after a guy like Phil Kessel? And for the love of God, Bruin fans, can you do me this one favor? Stop complaining to me about Phil Kessel and the fact that he wanted out of Boston 13 years ago. Can he help you in the postseason? The answer is yes. An emphatic yes at that. Let's just stop with the whole, well... He wanted out. Why bring him back now? All he's interested is in hot dogs. Stop with the jokes. Like, stop with the whole, well, what's the whole harboring on to old feelings from 13 years ago? Do you want to win now or not? Yes or no? And what very possibly could be Bergeron's final season. That is a possibility still. Have we forgotten that? Okay, then. So, why not? You have to take risk in order to garner big rewards. That's how life works. Life does not happen without taking risk. If you don't risk it, you don't get a biscuit. That's how it goes. It's now 3.54. I got about five minutes remaining on this program here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. You can stream the show live on the live right now on TuneIn Radio app, you can listen on demand on iHeartRadio and Odyssey app as well later tonight. And I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about the Celtics very briefly. And the thing that I will say is this: if you're a Celtics fan, how how are you possibly not thinking that this team, if all continues to go well? that this team is not a dangerous team come the playoffs. I mean, you want to talk about, number one, the way that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have developed, and especially, especially Jason Tatum, we talk about how he's become that alpha dog that the Celtics were sorely lacking over the last three or four years. Tatum's become that guy. And I really love what I what I saw defensively from the from the Boston Celtics on Sunday against the Brooklyn Nets. There's a lot of things to like what you what you're seeing out of the Boston Celtics. Number one, defensively, they are the number one defensive team in the NBA right now, and what they've been doing defensively has absolutely garnered serious attention across the NBA. It's not just one player. It's the unit. 
you got to give credit to Marcus Smart, what he's doing defensively. You got to give credit to what Jalen Brown and Tatum are able to do on the defensive side of the basketball as well. You talk about guys who are finally bought into what head coach M.A. Udoka is doing, and it's paying off on a nightly basis. It truly is. If you're the Celtics, here's a question for you. How far can you go? How far can this team honestly go? Because if if you're asking me, right now the Celtics are that team in which that they are dangerous. They are a very dangerous team right now. They're fifth in the Eastern Conference right now. They're only a half game back of the Chicago Bills in the Eastern Conference standings. Is it possible that they can get to number one in the East? Maybe. But you still got to contend with teams like the Miami Heat that haven't shown any signs of letting up and the Philadelphia 76ers and the Bucks as well. The 76ers and the Bucks, they are tied for second in the Eastern Conference right now as it currently stands. But this Celtics team has gone from underachieving, underwhelming, to now must-see basketball on a nightly basis. And tonight they got the Charlotte Hornets down in Charlotte, so that's going to be really fun and fascinating to see how this all plays out. But how could you not like what you've seen with this Boston Celtics team? They got 19 games remaining. They played 63 games already. They got 19 games remaining. What happens... Between now and the start of the playoffs, that remains to be seen. But I am curious to see, can they continue to to play at this elite level come the playoffs? Because that's really where the litmus test is going to be. The litmus test is not going to be like now and between now and the end of the regular season. This is a team that at one point made it to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the last four years. We know that this team is capable of getting back there again. But what has been the number one knock for the Boston Celtics? They have not gotten to the NBA Finals. They haven't. Since the beginning of the Tatum and Brown era, they have not been able to get to the NBA Finals, and they have not been able to get past the Conference Finals, and that is something that has been a major point of of criticism for the Boston Celtics under Brad Stevens. Can they get there under Emil Doka is something that remains to be seen. But I'm curious to see how it all plays out once the playoffs begin. So with that being said, 45 seconds remaining, I want to wrap it up now. I want to thank all of you who have tuned in. I know some of you were watching on via Twitter Live as well. I want to also uh, give a shout-out to all of my listeners and supporters who helped, um, who have been supportive of my content on Twitter as well. And a shout-out to my 8,000-plus followers on Twitter as well. So thank you. You guys are the absolute best. I'm going to log off for now. Hold me back tomorrow. We'll let you all know. This is Shukri Wright signing off. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. It's us, Free Radio. Good night, everybody. Peace.